Hello, hello, welcome guys, welcome back to our second episode of Ashima Wonders. I am so excited for you to join me on my on this journey. This podcast is actually a journey because like I said on the, my previous episode, I've been thinking about this for a long time. And trust me, I love sending voice notes. I love, I love sending voice notes. I was like why not just convert that and make that a thing? So I made it as a thing. It became Hashima Wonder Podcast. So thank you again for tuning in. I'm really excited of, like I said, sharing my journey because people always ask me questions about, oh my God, how did you get to Asia? I was like, oh my God, I took a leap of faith, man. I did. I really did. I mean, I really wanted to go, but I didn't know what was going to happen to me when I left. I mean, nothing bad happened to me. Thank God. It was, like I said before, the smoothest thing ever. So today, actually, I'm going to talk more about, like I said, my journey to Vietnam, my time in Vietnam. It might be a little bit long, so I hope you stay tuned. You can listen to it after if you want to or not or skip, but um, I will try to make it as fun as possible. So yeah, so after I sign up, bought my ticket for the course because I signed up for the course. The course was starting at the end of uh, August, so I was ready to go to Asia because I mean it was really my first time actually it was really my first time traveling back uh, by myself and um, yeah so it was <laughs> I was really going on an adventure I was like oh my god Tana. <laughs> I was scared but I was like I decided not I decided to not have that enable me to go so like I said, I packed two suitcases. I took the bus to New York. So I spent four hours on the bus and then I took a shuttle to get to the airport. Got to the airport, checked in. So in order for you to actually go to Vietnam, because a lot of people don't know that, Vietnam is still a communist country. So you need to get a letter of invitation in order for you to enter the country. And then when you enter the country, they're going to give you a visa. So you're going to have a tourist visa for three months. So that's what I guess. So the, actually the letter allow you to actually take the plane to go to Vietnam. And then when you get to Vietnam, you can use that letter to get your visa because you get visa at the airport. So that's the, that's the two options that you have because you can get a visa at the, um, at the embassy or you can get it at the airport. And most of the time people get the visa at the airport because it's quick. You wait as long as you all have your paperwork, which is the application, the application fees, and uh, some pictures. You will be good to go. So yeah, so I had all that ready. So I took the flight. It was the longest flight of my life. You know, the, that first time when you get on the long flight, because going to Asia is literally a day because you spend 12 hours and the plane. So I took, um, what was the name? I took uh, Eva Airline, which is Elo Kitty Airline. Bruh, 
I love Hello Kitty. And I was, I was super mad that a plane didn't have Hello Kitty on it. But they have a line with Hello Kitty. I mean, it's just, it's, I won't say it's an Asian thing, but it was, I actually picked that airline because they were the cheapest as well. But because they had a Hello Kitty airline, that's why. But anyway, so it was a 12 hour flight. We landed in um, Taipei because we we just switched airlines and then next we got on the on the flight to Ho Chi Minh City and when I first arrived in Ho Chi Minh City oh my god so let me tell you when I got off the plane it was just the feel of deja vu like I was just like hold on wait so I took her 15 hour plane to get here to a country that look exactly like my like my own country like what 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 is this so because when you land in Archimen it is first of all it's hot it's hot season so it is hot it's hot it's stuffy and then you have motorbikes everywhere when I tell you I'm just like oh no and that's the funny thing about all these places around the world. Like, we are so similar in so many ways, but we don't even know it. So for me, it was really a surprise to see so many bikes, traffic. I was like, oh my God, this is, this is just, like I said, it was really a deja vu. I was excited. So when I arrived, because I booked uh, Airbnb, I stayed in a hostel because a hostel in Asia are super cheap super affordable and you can find like actually really nice one on um, hustle.com booking.com I just have like so many websites you can go to find what you need for you give them your budget and they will find you anything that you need so I found this really nice hostel in Ho Chi Minh City was in district 5 so district five is kind of like the Chinatown, and um, and I was excited. So they gave all the direction how to get there from the airport. I was okay. So I saw the I showed them the the taxi driver. I showed them the address. He took me, and then uh, I gave them money because the fee was in Vietnamese dong. So yeah, Vietnamese Vietnamese dong for the for the currency and people mostly everybody speak Vietnamese in Vietnam some people do speak English as the country is fastly when I say fastly it's not even funny it's fastly booming so it's very about um, it's very about not so many people that speak English like now it's mostly the younger generations are starting at like early teenagers but now they're really starting early to put kids in uh, English center so they can learn English because the thing in Vietnam is that if you know how to speak English you will get a better job get a paid job that's why teaching abroad teaching there is becoming a thing so I was excited so I got on the taxi I was just looking around I was like man this is really like my my own country my own country so like that just moved to like a different place but people don't just look like me and they they are 
don't speak the same language but it's fine so I was looking around I was just so amazed about um, about Vietnam Ho Chi Minh so Ho Chi Minh City is the English name but mostly Vietnamese know it as Saigon yeah they call it Saigon because that's the old name but Saigon is it's beautiful it's modern but still with that um, old vibe with it was just really nice and I actually was really surprised because the district that I stayed in um, the Chinese it was the Chinatown so Ho Chi Minh City is divided in district you have 1 to 12 and some other places have names but they're not district so I was in district 5 which is kind of like near downtown so I wasn't really too far from a lot of things but I was still centered and uh, Chinatown is just a bustling place you have the market it was really like I said I feel like I was in a, in a movie because it literally just looked like my own my, my own country so you have the market street food people just looking at you so I get to the hostel right and um, it's like the the coolest place ever they have like an awesome rooftop people that you meet in hostel is like like I said you will have people that bring value to your life and I stayed in that hostel for like almost a week and it was just like the best week ever because I met so many people. Like I met this old guy from the FBI. He was so paranoid. I'm sorry, maybe I might get in trouble for saying this. But this, he didn't have no Facebook, no social media. He only had this weird email address that you can only send email to him. He had to have no phone, but he was traveling. He was back, uh, backpacking, traveling. And I met this dude that was doing, um, what's it called, Muay Thai, he was super cool. I met this rich dude from Australia, like every time we were going out, Jack was just buying us drink. And I was like, I don't even drink Jack, I was like, get a drink girl. <laughs> and it was just like, hustle have such a like, lay back vibe and you meet so many, oh my gosh. Those people, I still, I mean, I, to this day I still talk to some of them. And uh, there was actually, <laughs> which is funny, oh my God, there was three trend. Um, there was also this black dude, bro. So let me tell you this about him. He was, he was from New Jersey, I think. Yeah, he was from New Jersey. He had like the fro. He was like really the black dude. Like he didn't care. He was like, I'm about this life, man. He, I think he moved. He was moving he was also back uh, backpacking because a lot of things a lot of people in asia actually do backpack which is um cheaper way of traveling around with your backpack you don't you you don't travel with suitcases you just have your backpack and like literally the minimum things that you can have in your in your luggages so he was the coolest dude Ever. like like I say he had a flow and he was blonde too so one time 
we were walking down the street, you know, we were just going to get food. And it was actually just if I have the best fur in the city, like hands down. The place was called Follet. So we went to get fur and we were just walking down the street and people were just staring at us like, who are those two black people with yellow hair walking down the street? Like, it was literally a riot because people were stopping, looking at us, laughing at us. And that's one thing about it. Uh, I mean, especially in Vietnam, when people, when Vietnamese see black person they will start laughing okay it's nothing about you I just think it's just a, a nervous thing that happened to them they just start laughing and you don't understand why they're laughing because you can communicate you can be like stop laughing why are you laughing at me yeah so they will either laugh they will either point at you or yeah they will laugh and at first I didn't understand that because I was like why are you laughing at me though I'm cute I'm beautiful like what's your problem and that's when somebody explained it to me that it's just a nervous thing when they they're not used to something or you know instead of I mean not looking at you in the in the eyes they will start laughing at you I was like that don't make no sense to me but hey if I make you laugh, might as well make you laugh. If I start waving at you, then then you feel some type of way because I know that you're looking at me. So it was just really interesting to to always have that because, like, literally, that's the two reaction that you would get. No, actually, the three reaction you would get stared at, you would get laughed at, and you would get pointed at. Like, literally, people would just look at you and be like oh my god you exist oh my god why are you so black like do you just when they look at you you can read in the mind what they're thinking and that's just how it is and really one thing i i proud myself that i did was i never lost my calm toward those situations because like i said people will stare at you down like they will look at you and be like you will feel some type of way about yourself and i did feel some type of way about myself because i was very confused why someone would stare at me like this long and yeah i would not understand why but you know like i said i really trained myself to to um to not feel some type of way about them looking at me because it's a sign that or they are interested in you they are they are curious about why you look this way why you why your hair is this way why yeah they would just have so many questions but the thing is they can ask you because first of all they don't speak the language or they are too afraid to come up to you and talk to you. But trust me, there will be people that will come to you and be like, picture, take a picture with me by force. And I'll be like, you know, as sometimes some people were very, very nice about it. They will ask, oh, can, can we have a picture? 
like literally I will have people buy me food come give me food to be like oh can I take a picture with you and I was just like um sure why not I got free food so I can take a picture with you so it was yeah it was some people might have taken it like really badly but I feel like it was part of really the experience truthfully and um I was glad to have that because I've never had to be like oh I don't want to take a picture or um why are you taking a picture of me no it was really more about like oh I'm coming to make you know who we are okay go ahead take my picture <laughs> so that was really about that and it was at some point you get used to it you true truthfully you get used to it for me i did get used to having people looking at me because like i said you will put yourself in retrospective and you'll be like is something wrong with me why god made me this way but then you'll be like oh i'm beautiful my skin is the bomb.com so yeah god made me different and being different that's what that's that's what's up so yeah i'm sorry you guys look all the same but i know so that means i'm awesome so yeah so that's how i saw the thing and i was just and i wasn't really stressed about it truthfully i was really living my life and the thing is actually being the minority gave me some type of um i won't say how do you call when people are famous that type of um i know the word but i can't remember the word oh my god i'm always doing this like i know the word in french but i don't know it in english notoriety that's the word found it yes so i, I felt some type of, i felt like a, i was a star like a famous person and that's actually one that that that's what happened to me because one night i was in a bar with my friend and we were like in a rooftop because there's so many rooftop in um in saigon so we're in a rooftop bar having drinks with friends and then this person come up to me she's like oh my gosh you're so beautiful yes she did speak english so she was like oh my gosh you're so beautiful i i really love your skin tone i was like oh thank you thank you thank you so much that is so hot she's like yeah in saigon this is the season and she was like yes i would love to take your picture i was like okay sure I mean, I'm used to this life, so why not? She was like, no, I want to take your picture, like, professionally. I was like, okay, okay, what, what do you mean, prof- like, what do you mean? She's like, don't worry, um, I'll send you, give me your information, and we're going to get in touch. I was like, okay, cool, cool, you know. At first, I was like, mm, yeah, she ain't going to contact me, like, whatever. But I gave her my Facebook, we exchanged Facebook and stuff, and I was like, okay, cool, well, it was nice to meet you have a good night and then um yeah that was it and i was just like oh she's she's not gonna follow up she's not gonna follow through so i just forgot about that then a week later i receive um, a messenger she's like hey do you remember me we met on the rooftop i was like hey hi how are you actually before even that i went and i was browsing to her facebook found out she's a big designer and Saigon. I was like, Ooh, I hate the jack, but not yet. But yeah, so she sent me a message 
And I was like, she was like, yeah, I would love to for you to come in to take some pictures of my clothes. I was like, okay, put me down somewhere. I'm coming. So we started making plans, and I was like, oh my god, I'm excited. This is gonna be a fun experience because I don't do things like that in the U.S. So yeah, I was I was like literally really excited to be part of it. So that we came, we did like all the preparation. I was like, okay, I'm gonna go take pictures. So we took, actually we went on top of like another rooftop, like one of the best in town, so high. It's like really have the view of the entire city. So beautiful. And um, I had, a, I had um, a photographer, a personal assistant, a videographer with me. I didn't do no makeup because she, her line is very simple, it's very flowy, very natural. So she was like, yeah. I want you to look like this. I was like, okay, cool. So we went, we took the pictures, and actually the photographer that took my picture became a really good friend. Like he's so adorable fat. Was like he became my best friend in Saigon because he wanted to learn French. And I was like, okay, cool. You know, I don't have any problem um teaching you French, you know. And I can we can it's it can be a win-win situation. So I became friends with him, we stayed friends, we stayed in touch, and actually one thing led to another. He called me, he was like, oh, would you be interested to be in this magazine? I'm doing a photo shoot. And I was like, what do you mean a magazine? I was like, I'm telling you, when you meet people in your life, you never know where they're going to take you, man. So. He was like, yeah, I have this photo shoot coming up and I would love to have um, another face. I was like, count me in, I'll be there. So yeah, I went and it was, oh my gosh, for a magazine, like a really big magazine in, uh, um, in Saigon called Dep, which means uh, beautiful. When someone to say Dep to you, means, oh my God, you're so beautiful. Dep quoi? So I'm sorry, maybe I said it wrong, but that's, that's how you say it, but that was a magazine and it was a beauty shop and we we work with Cartier, the jewelry. I was just like, oh my God, I'm living a dream. I have to go to Vietnam to become a famous person. <laughs> so I have my first magazine ever in my entire life. I mean, I still have that magazine. I think it's somewhere. I need to find it actually. Yeah, so... I was, I was like, dude, and I even got paid for it, bruh. That was just like, okay, somebody sign me up somewhere because this is my life, but it's happening. I moved to Asia. I'm becoming a famous person. People want to take my pictures. I'm getting featured in magazine. This is what I'm talking about. But on the other flip coin, I was still doing my training which was a month. So we leave a month in, um, remember how I was saying that Ho Chi Minh has like 12 districts? So there, I was living in another district that doesn't have a number, which is called Gova. And um, it's like 45 minutes out of the city. And it's there, everything is so cheap. When I say everything is so cheap, it's like, in, so for example, 
far in uh, in Saigon it's like 70k 50 to 70k Vietnamese dong in Govap it's like 20k that's like 30k savings man so when we live in Govap we actually live our best life because for a month we didn't pay rent we just um going to school from like 8 to 3 and then at the end you can just you know hang out with friends i mean there was not much to do in gova black truthfully besides going to the snack have towers of beer which i don't drink but i would drink um tea chada and it was just like it was really a time before the time i became the person i became It was really like really simple time because Govap was very laid back. It was very chill, man. I really I really liked that period of time. I and mean, it was a bit lonely because I had my own room. But um I had my um Chris was living downstairs. Shout out to Chris. Hey Chris. Um yeah, so Chris was doing the program with, with him with the same class actually. Because for our program, I think we were about. Because in my class, we were I think 15, and the other class, we were they were also 15, so like 30 of us or more. So um, I would say our class, uh, our August class, and I th- actually we we actually found job in the same company because so after the month of training, we um, we start to apply to like different centers because in Vietnam there's centers and there are English schools. So I we applied the biggest center in Vietnam is um sorry, it's um VUS Han Bai Hoi Vet Mai. So I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just chew that out. It's VUS. So that's really the biggest center, one of the biggest center in Vietnam when it comes down to um English so we we all got hired there and it was like it was really nice to be all in the same company but we were all in different district because depending on where you live you work in different I mean you can work in the same district or you can work in a different district but for me I got hired actually in district 5 which was so funny because that's where I first lived when I first got to Vietnam So my center was in district 5, but I lived in district 2. District 2 is like the posh side of Saigon. That's where all the expats live. I'm going to say like it's really the posh side like when you get to district 2, it's not Saigon anymore. You see expat everywhere so you have shop that cater to expat food, that cater to but you have the Italian, you have the all all type all of the countries are, are in there so even so even the where you live like my first place <laughs> funny enough my first place me and Zina actually were looking for a place and uh, she was living downstairs i was living upstairs because i was living in holland no she was living in 301 and i was 201 So we would neighbor because she lived upstairs, I lived downstairs, or, or vice versa. I don't remember which was, but that place was beautiful because we went. So I went with her because she was looking for a place, 
and um, we started looking. I was like, oh, this is really nice. And place of in Vietnam, oh my God, are super cheap, really cheap. Because what you will pay for one bedroom there is what you will pay not even for a studio in the U.S. Because the price that you pay is super, especially in District 2. In District 2 will be maybe a little bit higher because, like I said, so many expat live there. So it's like, okay, you expat, therefore you have the money. So that's why rent is that expensive. But District 2 is really nice. Like you have really nice spot. You have really good food. And um, I do miss it because there were so many things you can do around. I go to the coffee shop and also coffee shop culture is so big in, in Vietnam because Vietnam is product coffee, tea. So coffee shop is just a thing that Vietnamese do. They just go chill at the coffee shop. Because sometimes most of us have some of my, my students, they were like, oh, teacher, let's go to a coffee shop. I was like, what do you guys have with coffee shop? Can you just go home and chill? I'm like, no. Coffee shop, you have everything. You have the mood. You have free Wi-Fi. Because they like games, too. Games on the phone. Go figure why. But yeah, like life in Saigon was, was very sweet. I, have a, I had a little bike. I was actually driving a, a motorbike around. It took me a week because the way of transportation as i said is motorbike and you have grab you can grab everywhere grab is this um it's kind of like uber but for for motorcycle so you have grab and i was like at some point i was just tired of paying grab because i was like man i can take myself anywhere i just need to know how to drive so to rent a bike you can get it from um, from a guy. Usually, to rent a bike is like $40, $40 per month. So you have the bike. You you just take you just take the bike when it's time for it to get um, to get checked at the garage. But other than that, you pay you put your gas in. Like I I have my own little bike, and it was so cute. Like having a bike actually was such a awesome thing because then you become independent you don't have to wait on someone you can just go places and sometimes i would take like little trips like outside of the city just really to enjoy because vietnam is such a beautiful country like it's it has so many layers and one thing i really regret is not being able to travel enough in vietnam because all i did was traveling outside Vietnam so it was it was really really a sweet time living there because like I said I didn't really have much to worry about my rent was paid I had food on the table I had a good job that allowed me to travel up and down the way I did because my frequency of traveling I was traveling every other every other month so I would do a month in then the next month I would travel for like four or five days, just depending on how many days I would take. And that really gave me the freedom to just really go and see places and learn about other culture because when I went to Thailand, I was so impressed by the way the culture is very 
embody into the people's life, the way they, they act toward each other. Even when you go to Bali, when I went to Indonesia, oh my gosh, Bali is, is the most peaceful place on earth. Just even just when you land, I'm telling you, when you get off that plane, you just feel like you are zen. And it's, it's, it's indescriptible and it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And I remember one time, I think I was in Ataya in, uh, in Thailand, which is like two hours away from Bangkok. I was just standing there and I was like, oh my God, this is my life. I couldn't believe that I was at this place at that moment and just just to look at the the richness of the culture the richness of the Thai people really really made me so thankful about who I am as a as a Cameroonian as an African because I feel like we have so much culture we have so much richness but we don't we don't exploit it to the fullest because if we were able to make sure that our culture is in line with our economy the way Thailand did because I always use Thailand as an example I mean it's not a perfect example but if you do a survey in everyone in in America I won't say okay I won't say everyone but most of the people in America, you will find that at least half of those people have been to Thailand. I'm telling you, it's, it's, a, it's a proven fact because the way Thailand it like put the policy in place when it comes down to tourism, even though Thailand is a very, I mean, let, let me know, sound like, critical but Thailand is a very poor country because when you go to stuff or life is cheap in Thailand it's even cheaper because I thought Ho Chi Minh because I didn't go to Korea because I thought Ho Chi Minh was cheaper Thailand is cheaper so it's just to tell you like you have degrees in Asia and but even though they are poor the way people look at Thailand, people want to go to Thailand because they want to learn about that culture. They want to see all those beautiful things, like all the beautiful places, like the temples, whether it's Chiang Mai, Phuket, I mean, it's Phuket, 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 Bangkok, Ataya, like all these places have something to offer to people and those and people want to learn about that people want to see that whether it's to go to a elephant sanctuary just to see temple just like that if we are able to really put an accent on what makes our culture what it is because a culture is beautiful trust me you have only in my country you have about 200 different languages only just start with like all the different languages so that means there are so many subgroups within a group so 
within those groups there's culture on culture on culture on culture but we don't preserve that because the external world made us believe that that's not the way it should be when that's actually is so i feel like we need to realize what our worth is as people in order for us to move forward and i feel like that's one thing um asia really taught me i really believe that asia really taught me that what we have is so much then it's it's just priceless so yeah i mean really living like i said living in asia made me realize that that's why i am really i'm really writing i'm really pushing people to really try try the leap really not be afraid to explore who they are as a people or even just to make sure that you know we focus on the local instead of the outside world because even locally we have so many richness it's just that we don't want to look at it that way because it's not worth but the thing is we put that worth into place so if you don't believe in that who's going to believe in it in, in the first place not people else i mean people outside believe in that worth but we don't as people inside so the thing is the work has to start from the inside that's actually why i came back to even push a little even if it's a little bit it has to start a little somewhere so that's actually i feel like that was that's my role that's my duty like we we have to make this thing happen so i mean you can help me everybody has a way of helping but this is my way of trying to move things forward so i mean for asia i'll, I'll say i have i still have so many things to say because it's not i cannot just fit fit my time in asia in one in one episode because i feel like that's just nonsense it's 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 not possible so i would just give bits by bits so yeah so today was really about the saigon part of the world so yeah that was my saigon part of the world oh my saigon oh, <laughs> i make rhymes dude but anyway yes so thank you again for tuning in i know probably talked a lot as usual but Thank you again for tuning in into that Ashima the Ashima Wonders world and um see you soon and uh hopefully I will hear from you I mean if any of you have any questions any comments want me to talk about something in specific in details feel free to comment send me an email messages I I wouldn't mind so thank you again for tuning in and I wish you a lovely day